Hear now the reading of God's holy word from Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of humans and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love remain these three, but the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I will admit, this is a odd passage for Senior Recognition Sunday. This isn't necessarily the first one that comes to mind. In fact, when I was preparing the sermon, I came up with four other passages of Scripture and four other sermons. That would be much more appropriate for today. Like Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. We, that'd be a good one to talk about. Uh, or Proverbs 9, 10, sticking with Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. What about Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12? For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. Or even from the New Testament, 2 Timothy verses two, uh, chapter 2, verse 15, Study to present yourself to God as one approved by Him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, but one who can rightly divide the word of truth. I mean, and there's even more passages of Scripture that would be really good to talk about today because there's graduation and there's education and you've got more education to do. And it's different. And I don't know, I'm hoping that folks have not been jerks to you like they were when I graduated. Is it okay to say jerks in a sermon? Let's go with it. Because I had some folks that were just jerks to me when I graduated high school. They told me I hadn't experienced anything yet. That I didn't know what real life was like. That I had no clue what waited for me. Now they were right. Um, because the first time I moved out, and, and I, I lived in a dorm for my first year and had a meal plan. Uh, I'm not going to say where it was. That was Jacksonville State. It was, it was before they revamped their cafeteria. And after the first semester, let's just say, you know, they say you gained the freshman 15, you know, you put on 15 pounds. I lost 25. <laughs> so after my first year, uh, I, I moved in with a friend of mine. We got a place. And do you know, 
Food does not magically appear in the refrigerator like it did at my parents' house. Like at my parents' house, I would just open the refrigerator and there would be food. I learned you had to go to this place called a grocery store and buy it and put it in the refrigerator if you wanted the refrigerator to have any food. And all of a sudden, I didn't have a curfew anymore because my parents weren't there. Now, my mom thought I had a curfew. You know, she was like, be home at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Well, this was the age before cell phones. So what's she going to do? <laughs> um, but the reality is there's a whole wonderful world out there. Yes, there's issues and there's fear and there's bad people and bad things. But guys, you are at a milestone. One chapter is closing and a whole new wonderful chapter is beginning. And the thing about it is, is we're going to go through it page by page, like reading a book, right? There's no cheating in this one. We can't run to the end and figure out how this problem gets resolved that we'll go through. And as much as I pray you never experience it, there will be some problems that you face. College is a little different. Um, there's more stress at finals, but I will let you in on a little secret that I finally learned when I started seminary. I didn't learn it when I'm my undergraduate because that was the best, best six and a half years for a four-year degree I've ever spent. <laughs> if you study a little bit along all the, all the way, then the final is no big deal. You already know all the stuff. If you try to do the cram thing where you skip class for the past three weeks, like I kind of did with church, uh, and then you try to show up and, and, and take the test, that, that causes some stress. Um, there's a lot of opportunities. Don't take all of them because some of those opportunities sound really good at the time. They're not really good, okay? If you wouldn't feel comfortable bringing your mama there, don't go. Okay. But the... <laughs> But the most important education as you are deciding what you want to be and what you want to major in, that's really not the biggest question that's facing you right now. I know it feels like it because that's the one you had to write down on the form, you know, and that's the one you got to put down when you're applying for scholarships and trying to figure out what courses you need. But really, the most important question that you're deciding now, what type of person do you want to be? And that's the reason why I really thought 1 Corinthians 13 was the most appropriate for today. Just as the choir sing, yes, I hope you climb every mountain. But do you know what's going to set you apart in this world? Is if you pay attention to the others around you that are also climbing a mountain. And not just care about you reaching the top, but helping others reach their potential as well. You see, it takes people in this life. God did not hardwire us to do life alone. Uh, no matter how much we want to make it that way, God didn't hardwire us to do life alone. He designed us to be in relationship with others. And when I'm having a no good, very bad day, there's folks that reach out and help me through it. And when others are having a no good, very bad day, then I reach out to them. And together we all do this. 
It was love that propelled Christ to come. It was love that made him go to the cross. It's in the love of God that the Son is resurrected. It is in the love of God that grace is given, that blessings are bestowed. It's the love of God that made you. How amazing is it that God created everything in this cosmos? And God said, my world will not be what I want it to be, and heaven will not be perfect if Johnny doesn't exist will. You know what I'm saying? That God made each and every one of you. God made each and every one of you. And yes, grace is God's actions to us and faith is our response to God's grace and that's how we respond to the invitation given to us through Jesus Christ. But even St. Paul says that faith and hope and love, these three are the foundations of life. This is what's going to sustain you, not only through your college career, but through your life. Because there are going to be times that the only thing you have to cling to is hope and promise. And there's going to be times where you are going to be tempted to abandon your faith. And then times when the only thing you've got left is your faith. And the big thing that holds all of this together is love. The love of God and the love of neighbor. If you paid attention to what the choir sang, they not only told you to climb every mountain, they also told you that you would never walk alone. Because the day that you were baptized, we made a promise. We made a promise that we would be your church family. That we would not abandon you. That we would love you and surround you with a community of forgiveness and grace so that you could grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I hope we've done that. I hope your youth ministry has done that. And I hope your church family has done that. So go ahead and go to Mississippi if you want to, even though there's a perfectly good college in Auburn, I'm just saying. <laughs> or Alabama. We need missionaries to go to that pagan place. We really do. So we send you forth in God's blessing. But never once forget that no matter where you go, where you wind up after college, you will always have a church home right here. And not just a place that wants to teach you scripture and make you say yes to all the right things and avoid all the sin because you're not going to avoid all the sin, especially going to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> but to be with you, do you understand what I'm saying? If you have a great day, let us know. And if you have a no good, awful, terrible, bad day, and I know it won't happen, but just for sake of argument, if something happens and you really step in it one day, don't forget, you have a place where there isn't judgment, where we love you in the grace and love of God, and all we want is what's best for you. That's ultimately what Paul is telling the church in Corinth. And in chapter 12, he's gone over all the spiritual gifts, and he's told them about all these wonderful things that the Spirit does and how we're brought together as members of the body and, you know, we're not all a hand and we're not all an eye and we're not, not all a foot, but where would the body be without these parts? And, you know, so stop trying to rank the spiritual gifts. Just understand that God brings what's needed. But the very last verse of what we have is chapter 12 is, listen and I will share with you an even more excellent way. And then 
he tells us that, you know, I may speak in the tongues of humans and of angels, mortals and of angels. Paul was a good preacher. But if I don't have love, I'm just a noisy gong. And he goes through and he reminds them and he reminds us that the greatest lesson that we learn through Christ, the greatest lesson that we learn as a part of being a part of the body of Christ is what it means to truly love. In fact, what's the greatest commandment? To love God and to love neighbor. Today, as we celebrate a truly amazing accomplishment, you realize you are already in the top 5% of the world population once you walk across that stage. As we celebrate a truly amazing accomplishment, and as a new chapter begins, I want you to know that we're not just celebrating your graduation. We're sending you forth, charging you to live into the vows that you've made and the promises that you have affirmed in the name of Jesus Christ to go and experience some wonderful things, to be God's hands and feet, but to do nothing less than change the world in the love and grace of God. Because faith, hope, and love, these three things abide. But the greatest education you'll ever get is learning how to love as God loves. And that, no matter what path you go down, is what will change you and what will change those around you. And in doing so, you will change this world. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.